710 ESPN. This is Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. It's one thing to lose, and it's another thing to lose a certain way. Lakers got demolished. Final score, Phoenix by 30. Suns 115 and the Lakers 85. The Lakers have their back against the wall, but return to Staples tomorrow in a must-win game six. Nothing has gone smooth so far this season, and the playoffs are actually playing out exactly like the regular season. Nothing has gone smooth. I don't know. We got our ass kicked. It's just that simple. You know, we got to be better, obviously, if we want to force a game seven. Nobody covers the Lakers playoff push better than Alan Sliwa on Lakers Talk. I get the frustration because I'm frustrated too. Now, here's Alan Sliwa. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. We'll go till 9 p.m. tonight. Brad Turner coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. And let's just say we are not short of topics this evening's late, uh, This evening, Lakers trail the Phoenix Suns three games to two. A potential elimination game tomorrow at Staples Center. How weird does that sound? Uh, but that's the predicament and the position that the Lakers are in. Um, also keep you guys posted on four games tonight. How about that? Uh, Philly already finished off the Wizards. That series is over. Um, Jazz and Grizzlies are playing most likely Jazz will uh, uh, wrap up that series and then the Hawks and Knicks are about to be done here so uh, and then the nightcap will be the Mavericks and the Clippers so you have four games going on tonight obviously uh, Lakers going on tomorrow I, I want to start off the show with this uh, how quick did things change for the Lakers I mean how, how quick L- last Lakers talk I was doing this was coming off of the game one loss where Anthony Davis didn't play well. We spent a lot of time talking about Anthony Davis, and this comes with the territory. I actually, it's one of the things I love doing about uh, getting an opportunity to do this on a night-in, night-out basis is praise the players when they're playing well, and then also it's okay to obviously critique when they're not doing things, and Anthony Davis a week ago wasn't making things happen, and everything just changed. Um, coming into Sunday afternoon's game, I don't think there was a Laker fan out there that thought Lakers were going to drop two games in a row and be in jeopardy of the season ending. That's it. I mean, we could be sitting here tomorrow. Tip-off's at 7.30 tomorrow. We could be sitting here tomorrow in 27, 28 hours, and the season could be done. And that's, by the way, that's not unrealistic. I mean, I'm not just saying that just to say it. I'm not trying to be a down. It's just the reality, and a lot of that has to do with the injuries. But I guess we shouldn't be that surprised how this entire how the entire se- because of how the entire season has gone, we shouldn't be that surprised of how the playoffs have gone, right? Where you start feeling, you get kind of glimpses of great basketball, and you're like, here we go, that that the switch is being turned on. Lakers are going to be fine. I I got that. You know, I was telling Travis this. Travis and I were doing the show now in the mornings, and Travis and I were like, hey, I think you know this whole time we were talking about this is actually bad for the NBA that you can. Uh, strategize in the regular season a certain way and then get to the playoffs and just kind of flip that switch on. Not every team can do it, but obviously certain teams can. And the Lakers did that. Um, And it lasted for two games. And now uh, because Anthony Davis has missed the last six quarters for the Lakers, uh, they're obviously in a position now where uh, tomorrow's that elimination game. But I guess I'm not shocked about the position that the Lakers are in. I'm really not. Um, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But yesterday gave me a feeling I have not had at all so far this season with the Lakers. Yesterday, the way the Lakers played, the way they were blown out, the way they were dominated, the body language. I mean, I don't have to sit here and tell any Laker fans out there who listen to the broadcast or watch the game. That was one of those games where um, it was a little bit demoralizing, I guess you can say. And it's not because the Lakers aren't good enough to beat the Phoenix Suns. It's not because 
Um, you know, I, I know some Laker players definitely struggled, and I'll get into some of those players, the Dennis Schroeders of the world who didn't have a point, went 0 for 9, didn't have one point in a game that Anthony Davis doesn't play. Um, nobody played well. The entire team was awful. Um, and Anthony or uh, LeBron James, you could throw him in that mix as well. It's not like LeBron, we, we're having so many of these conversations of uh, LeBron's going to have one of those games. Not me personally, but there were a lot of people setting up that narrative because of what he's done in the past. AD's not healthy. And this does not take, um, doesn't take anybody brilliant to know how this works for the Lakers. They are built to have their two superstars. If something's not right there, we are watching, watching it unfold. What some of the other players, um, you know, obviously uh, will do in games where they're meaningful games, and that they're going to need to step up. And, and for the most part, they're not stepping up. Uh, some of them because it's lack of opportunity. It might be from the coaching staff. Others have just come in and have not produced. So. Um, I want to throw this out to Laker fans. Um, what do you expect tomorrow from uh, from the Lakers? You're coming off a game where by halftime you were down 30. You were down 30 points to the Phoenix Suns. They had a quarter, that second quarter. They were outscored, I think it was 32-10, to 10, outscored by 22 points. So I want to get your expectations for tomorrow, and do you think – that the Lakers find a way to force Game 7. By the way, whichever side that you're on, give me your reasoning of, of, of you know, obviously how you feel uh, for tomorrow's game. I'm going to give you guys my quick thoughts for tomorrow. Got to be honest, I'd be shocked if Lakers have another one of those games where there's no effort, there's no fight, there's no, um, we're going to do absolutely everything we can to make sure that we get one more game coming up on Saturday. And that doesn't mean the Lakers are going to win. Um, by no means does it mean that the Lakers are going to win the game based upon them fighting or based on them, based upon them uh, playing as hard as they can or giving the effort. It, it could just come down to this. Anthony Davis not 100%. Lakers um, have started to go, I, I guess you could say, the other way as far as their performance and how they've played. Um, it's going to be interesting tomorrow. I'm looking forward to doing the pregame with Michael and getting his thoughts on the game. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what the vibe is going to be like at Staples Center. But this one, this is kind of a this is a different feeling, I guess you could say, for Laker fans because the expectations this season were so high, and the Lakers just can't find a way to get into a rhythm. Take a listen to this. Uh, Anthony Davis was on earlier today. Uh, we got a chance to. This was all the local media got a chance to ask some questions to AD. Um, one of my questions was specifically on just kind of how the season has played out. Every time things start working out, looks like the engine's going to, I guess you could say, keep going or continue to go. Things just kind of come to a halt. They come to a stop. Take a listen to Anthony Davis, um, his response on just how the season has played out so far. It's just been, you know, the tell of our season. You know, just been like this all year. Uh, start from the beginning of this season. Um, injuries, COVID, you know, you name it. Uh, we've been through it all, so um, you know we've had where you know guys didn't play, and you know the next guy steps up um, all season, and um, we're gonna need the same thing. Um, so it's something that we're used to. You know we don't like it, but it's something that we you know have have gotten used to because of how weird the season has been for us. The latest on uh, Anthony Davis, by the way, for tomorrow is that he's questionable, so he could go. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Um, so I, I guess just kind of put things, uh, put a bow on yesterday's game and, and kind of some of the expectations for tomorrow. I, I don't expect, I expect the Lakers to have more pride. Let's put it that way. So however tomorrow plays out, 
what you're really hoping for more than anything else is just play Lakers basketball and just kind of live with the results. I thought yesterday the Lakers, once Phoenix started fighting back, it felt like, no, they weren't in it for the fight. And I don't know how much that mentally is in their head that because Anthony Davis isn't there that they think, yeah, we we can't beat the Phoenix Suns. And by the way, I don't know how they beat the Phoenix Suns. Let's just use tomorrow's game as an example. How do the Lakers beat the Phoenix Suns tomorrow if AD's not 100%? That that's well. First of all, he's not going to be 100. percent The question is going to be: Will Anthony Davis play or will he not play? KCP is in the same boat as well, where he's questionable. Um, I don't know if I have the answer to that. I, I think I, I think I find a difficult time coming off of yesterday's performance, riding any kind of momentum to say, "Well, Lakers, that's eh, just one game. Yeah, they're just going to turn it around and they're going to come back tomorrow." It's not like it was a four-point game or a five-point game. That was one of the things uh, Travis and I talked about this morning. It was. It's not just losing a game, but it's how you lose. And the way that the Lakers lost uh, yesterday, it, it's not um, it's not, uh, uh, it's not, not extreme to say, okay, that was a demoralizing loss. What it can't do is leak into tomorrow's game. So obviously that's going to be uh, the biggest concern here. Um, all right, quick shout-out here. Harris Resort, SoCal. I know uh, you guys know a, a partner here of Lakers Talk. If you're looking to plan a trip – and you're trying to just get away or get out of L.A. for a couple days or whatever the case is, I'm going to give you guys the website. You can start planning your trip by visiting harrissocal.com. Pack your victory dance. Go all in on fun at Harris Resort SoCal from dining to unwinding. Fun is a sure bet at the best resort in Funner, California. So if you're looking to uh, get out of the L.A. area, about 110 miles away from downtown L.A., you could visit harrissocal.com. Book your trip. Don't have to take a plane, any of that other stuff. No hassle. You just drive there. Um. All right, let me uh, let me do this. I know we got some uh, phone calls here of uh, some Laker fans that want to react. Before I go to the phone calls, um, let, let me kind of set up uh, the conversation I want to have when we come back from break. What do you expect tomorrow from the Lakers? We know what we saw yesterday in Phoenix. We know the type of performance that the Lakers had against the Suns. We know that by halftime they were already down 30. What do you expect tomorrow from the Lakers? Um, also, you know, when I when I ask this question here, do you think they force a Game 7? That That's really, if you want the pressure to fall on the Phoenix Suns, obviously tomorrow um, you, you have control of that. You can win at Staples Center, you can protect home court, and then all of a sudden the pressure goes back to Phoenix. And who knows, with uh, Mikhail Bridges and a DeAndre and a Devin Booker, guys that have never been in this position before, have never been in the playoffs before, uh, how they react in a Game 7 situation. But that's what's going to be uh, in front of the Lakers uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. All right, your phone call is coming up next. What you expect from the Lake Show tomorrow? Do you think they force a Game 7? 877-710-ESPN. Are you tired of uncomfortable, stuffy clothing when you're on the move? Task Performance is here to revolutionize your active lifestyle. Crafted with their innovative organic cotton and bamboo fabric blend, Task Performance's Carrollton Collection is Task's all-time most popular active wear. Task Carrollton Collection is breathable, moisture-wicking, and provides USPF 50-plus sun protection, keeping you fresh, cool, and comfortable all day long. Task has harnessed the natural performance qualities of bamboo to deliver amazingly soft and durable apparel produced in an ethical and sustainable manner. Whether you're hitting the gym or on the trail, the golf course, traveling, the office, or just around town, 
Tass Carrollton Collection will help you feel better, move better, and live better. Available in dozens of colors. See what better looks like at TASPerformance.com. Use code SPORTS to get 20% off. That's code SPORTS at TASCPerformance.com. Task creating the most comfortable performance apparel on the planet. Is it really all coming down to tomorrow? Laker fans, what happened? What happened? A couple days ago, I was uh, had my chest out. Clippers were down uh, 0-2. Lakers were up 2-1 with still another game here at Staples Center. Everything, everything has changed. Throughout the question, um, how do you expect tomorrow to play out for the Lakers? Do you think they force a Game 7, 877-710-ESPN? By the way, if there's some other Laker topic that you want to get into, we could do that as well. You know, uh, Steve, if I'm not on my A game tonight, you know, I, I got the uh, shot number two, COVID number two yesterday. I think it's starting to kick in. It's starting to kick in here a little bit, Steve. All right, let's uh, let's take uh, let's take some phone calls here. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Uh, let's start off with Patrick in Long Beach. Patrick, uh, appreciate you calling in, bud. You're on Lakers talk. Thanks, Alan. I hope you don't feel too bad. Um, three three takes, if you don't mind. I was I was I uh, love talking to you, and I always like your opinion. You're not, you're always on your A game. Uh, the the first one, you know, will be straight to the point. No expectations. I I think when I watched that game and we got punched in the mouth, I and couldn't respond. No one was stepping up. It, it was very disheartening, and I, and I, I think as much as I, I love LeBron, it, it starts with our leader, and I think he's banged up, and he's tired, and we have the shortest offseason. He's old. Like, a lot of that are realities. Uh, you know, you know, you know Patrick, tonight, before, I, I Patrick, before you get into your second point, yeah. I want to just jump in real quick. It's You're right, Like, and I, I think we don't take that into consideration. Every time something like that gets brought up, people say, oh, well, they're just making excuses. No, it's the reality. Like There were times I was watching, and even in this postseason, even to end the season, um, nothing has gone smooth. There's always something. There's always either a player that's going down with an injury or, like you said, the short offseason. Lakers just won a championship eight months ago. People are going to say, well, you're making excuses when you say that. It's the reality. By the way, Miami just got eliminated too, so it's, maybe there isn't a coincidence on that. Um, okay, what's your, what's your next point? The next, the next point is the guys I expected to step up because I think the way our roster is constructed is we needed the guys, not the ones that demand the ball. We needed someone like Drummond, Harrell, Caruso, guys that the ball just bounces to them, put the ball in the net. Let the game come to them, and we didn't get that. That didn't happen. I think that killed us. And then on the third note, we're, we're taken away from the Phoenix Suns. You know, when, when the Spurs won in 1999, I bet everyone in San Antonio was like, oh, man, future is bright. These next three years, you know, Tim Duncan and his kid, like, we're going to be good. And then, boom, Kobe and Shaq. You know, hmm. Devin Booker, we've been waiting for him since he dropped 70 to, to be that almost Kobe type of shooting guard and Aiton. You know, with the height, maybe these guys are taking that next step and, and hitting us at the right time. You, you never know. Thanks, well, Alan. Appreciate it, Patrick. Well, I'll say this. Um, I'll say that, you know, in regards to the Phoenix Suns, you're right. I have not, I'll, I'll, I'm guilty on this one. I haven't given the Suns much respect. And it's not that I don't respect these guys that are playing. It's, I, I just thought the matchup, if the Lakers were healthy, this is just an awful matchup, right? There was. Clippers were trying to avoid the Lakers. Uh, Denver lost that last game against Portland in the regular season. They were trying to stay out of the mix with the Lakers. Utah was trying to stay number one to avoid the Lakers. Phoenix was trying to get up to number one. I I think strategically teams looked at this and said, okay, the Lakers might not be 100% healthy, but it's a dangerous team. Nobody would be surprised right now. If Anthony Davis didn't get injured, 
nobody nobody would be surprised if tomorrow is the closeout game for the Lakers game six rather than three two Phoenix. So um, I, I think Phoenix has had a terrific. Ter- I will tell you this: I've kind of walked away watching the Suns, which. Here's the reality. I'm not watching every Phoenix Suns game, so I'm only going to know so much about the Phoenix Suns. I'm watching away with more respect for them, but there's always going to be that, well, if the Lakers were healthy, I don't think the Suns could have beat the Lakers. Um, But it doesn't matter because that's part of sports, and injuries are part of sports. And a lot of franchises, including the Lakers, who have won championships, sometimes you've benefited off other teams' injuries. So that's just kind of uh, part of the sports world. All right, let's take another call here. Let's go to Jeff in Anaheim. Jeff, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on. Uh, you're on Lakers talk. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, uh, great. Listen, I, I uh, I'm just going to say that uh, it doesn't, unfortunately, look good for the Lakers uh, with or without Anthony Davis, because when LeBron is your best player at his age, no team has a chance to really go any further in the playoff. And this series has shown us that you can't really depend on. Um, Anthony Davis, I mean, he is so fragile. Um, so the idea that, you know, he could be uh, healthy for one game, possibly, but the Lakers aren't going very far with or without Anthony Davis. And I think, uh, you know, since the rest of the players, the rest of the roster is not really contributing. I mean, if you look at, you know, last night's game, um, Tuesday's game, it's basically, you know, two of the starting guards scored zero. Hmm. You can't win a single game against anyone in the NBA you know, it, when two of your guards are scoring zero. This, this, is, this is really bad coaching. Lakers have been very soft. Uh, Phoenix has been the one that committing the hard fouls in getting to LeBron and the Lakers, and Lakers are not showing any heart. They're not showing any physicality and yet for some reason Lakers are the one with the height and we don't see it in this series I mean this is just bad. right you're, you're not feeling you're not feeling their presence Jeff thank you for calling in um you know it is uh we're talking about the Laker role players I I was yesterday before the game I was talking about I'm like you know who's gonna have a good game tonight Andre Drummond's gonna have a good game and I purposely didn't talk about Dennis Schroeder because I, I thought to myself, you know, Dennis Schroeder, that's a lock. Dennis Schroeder's going to have a good game, period. How's Dennis Schroeder not going to have a good game when Anthony Davis is not playing? By the way, you know, I was giving the guy a lot of praise through three games because games two and three, he had 44 points total. He had a game of 24 and he had a game of 20. Um, but yesterday was a big, important, critical moment for Dennis Schroeder, and he did not come through. So... Um, you know, I, I don't say that lightly because you know I'm not sure what the Lakers are going to do in the offseason. We're not in the offseason, so it's not fair for us to you know sit here and talk about the offseason. But if the only thing that matters to this organization right now, right, it's not every year you're competing for a championship, but right now with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, it's championship or bust. Um, you want to see how certain players perform in the playoffs. Are they coming through in the playoffs? Or... Um, is it just kind of regular season? I was listening to Kellerman talk about this earlier today. He was talking about Rondo, what Rondo's doing for the Clippers. And he was saying, his exact words was something to the effect of regular season Schroeder versus playoff Rondo. Like Rondo has that name for a reason. Now, I'm not one. I'm actually, I'm a fan of Dennis Schroeder as your third best player. I thought the Lakers, when they made the trade for him, I thought it was a smart acquisition. 
Um, but it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what happens in the playoffs. And yesterday was a bad moment for Dennis Schroeder. And, and it wasn't just Dennis Schroeder. I mean, there were a number of Laker players. The whole Lakers team lost as a whole yesterday. But Dennis Schroeder to have a you know a, a goose egg in, in that type of a game without Anthony Davis. Yeah, I was not predicting that. Let's just put that that let's just put it that way. Um, all right, a couple more calls here. Let's go to let's go to Sean and Covina. Sean, thank you for calling in. You're on Lakers Talk. What's going on, Sean? Hey, thanks for having me. Um, the first thing that I wanted to point out was LeBron's made five free throws in this whole series. Mm. I mean, any team with LeBron on it and he's only making five free throws is probably not going to be a great series for them. Also, they need to put Aiton in a pick-and-roll situation a little more. I thought that the Lakers' bigs were really going to kind of hammer it to him. They only have one big guy to even battle with all three of the big men for the Lakers. Sean, they have not. Uh, Sean, they have not taken advantage of the size. No question about it. You mentioned something about the LeBron and the free throws. You know, I wonder how much I of that. I, I I wonder how much of that is. Um, and we're not going to know. We'll we'll probably find out when the season's done. If LeBron is still, you know, laboring that uh, that ankle injury. Go go into your last point, bud. No doubt, Def- definitely still catching up with him. You know, like you said, the the short notice from last year to this year is probably catching up with them, but. Nobody's hitting shots. LeBron's at his best. LeBron teams are at his best when he's able to drive and kick. Guys aren't hitting shots. It's pretty simple. And to be honest, watching watching the Suns play right now is is impressive. They mm-hmm. they need some credit because those young guys are you know they're giving LeBron work. And you know the Lakers got their tail between their legs right now. So hopefully they can at least force Game Seven. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you. Um, it, it's also too you know we're talking about the Phoenix Suns. They don't care either. Talk about a team playing loose. I mean they they. The moment Anthony Davis went down and didn't come in in that game four in the second half, uh, talk about an opportunity. Chris Paul is one that's going to remind, obviously, the Phoenix Suns and these other players, hey, we this might be our ticket to the second round. So nobody's obviously sympathizing for the Lakers, and they're taking advantage of those opportunities and those moments. Okay, uh, more of your phone calls coming up next, 877-710-ESPN. If you want to uh, give me your expectations on tomorrow, you can do that. I'm also going to throw another topic on this. I've been hearing some people um, trying to make the the case that LeBron did not do enough yesterday, that there should be more blame on him, that that was in a, you know a situation or opportunity where he's supposed to shine. Um, I got some of those calls in the post game show yesterday. I want to talk about that for those that want to point the finger at LeBron or they want to defend him. It, it doesn't matter. You know, you could kind of take the case either way. But we'll talk a little bit of LBJ when we come back. So we'll do that coming up next. Uh, if you're on hold, promise I'll get to your call. 877-710-ESPN. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Brad Turner coming up at uh, about 8.15 or so. We got uh, four games tonight. Sixers took care of the Wizards. That series is over four games to one. Hawks took care of the Knicks. Eastern Conference all wrapped up. They're all set. So you're going to have the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Atlanta Hawks. You'll have the... Let me try to think here out loud. They're going to have Brooklyn-Milwaukee. What a series that's going to be. Clippers are playing Mavs right now. Mavs with a four-point lead. 
Come on, Mavs. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's take a couple calls here. Um, let's go to Steve in La Habra. Steve, uh, I saw you uh, this morning. You were on the list, and uh, apologize we didn't take your call. What do you got, Steve? What's going on? Hey, you know me. You know I'm a big fan of yours. I love the new show with Travis, by the way. Thank you, man. Uh, but I've called before and told you, even before this injury, mm-hmm. uh, watching Anthony Davis play over the years, that he's not anyone the Lakers can – build a future with he's not a, a foundation he's not you know i mean all the way back to, to george Mikan, you know up through Shaq, you know then kobe and everybody kind of took over lebron got here and, and saved the lakers and was able to bring over anthony davis and just anthony davis with his injuries um you know even uh, you know just disappearing some games he's not anyone that the lakers can build a foundation with they're definitely going to have to um through free agency because the Lakers don't have draft picks. And when they do draft, you know, they're, they're picking, you know, towards the bottom of the first round and you're not going to find a, 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 an anchor there. So um, the Lakers. Let me, the let me give you, Steve, the- let, let me give you what I think the Lakers will do over the next couple of years. And I appreciate you calling in. Okay. Um, when I hear that AD is not a foundational piece, uh, I couldn't disagree more. And I, w- I want to give my exact explanation, what I'm referring to there. Um, Anthony Davis 100% is a foundational piece, but you need a couple pieces. Uh, LeBron James can carry teams. And by the way, he's going to need an all-star, two all-stars to do it. That's just how the NBA works. That's how the league works. But LeBron's in a different level. We should not, let's, let's not have that same conversation of, well, LeBron was able to do this. How come Anthony Davis can completely two different players, completely two different styles? LeBron, when when it's all said and done, and remember he's in his 18th year, he's playing his I think 265th playoff game tomorrow. He just played it, one of those. Um, LeBron's in a different class. He's on a very very short list of greats. AD can be a foundational piece, but you got to have somebody as good as Anthony Davis or um, or better than him. But that doesn't mean you're not a foundational piece. Powell was a foundational piece. Um, Powell wasn't better than Kobe. In the Kobe and Shaq days, Shaq was winning all the finals MVPs. You're not winning championships without Kobe. You're just not. So I, I bring all that up because your definition of a foundational piece is different than my definition. My definition of a foundational piece is somebody that you think is either the best player or the second best player on your team or two guys are at the same level, whatever the case is, you can win championships off of that. You know how I know that? They just won one. Um, and, and if the case, if if the point you're trying to make, Steve, is that this is more on, you know, this is more on LeBron. When, when you see LeBron James, it's LeBron why they're winning. Just pay attention to the last six quarters that the Lakers play that Anthony Davis was not there. Pay attention to game one when Anthony Davis did not have a good game. Lakers lost that game and all the heat that was going against Anthony Davis. When AD plays like AD, I'm not here making an excuse for him. The guy's got to play like AD. The problem is right now that he's got a strained groin. Uh, when he plays like Anthony Davis, he is one of the best in the world. And he does play both sides of the floor. So I think he can be a foundational piece. I think he already is a foundational piece. The day that LeBron James decides, okay, I'm done. My illustrious, unbelievable career is over. No, I do not think Anthony Davis on his own can carry the Lakers to a long playoff run, to answer your question. But I think, you know, obviously they're, they're going to have to go out and get another big-time player to go do that. Um, let's go to Paul in L.A. Paul, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Paul? Paul, you there, buddy? Hi, how's it going? Good, man. What's going on? Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. 
Um, I just wanted to get your get your commentary on uh, what, how much of a uh, different uh, team coming together initially, and the players not having any expectations in terms of playing time or starting role or anything like that. Whether it was Rondo or even Dwight Howard, McGee, all these guys coming in, kind of open-minded, willing to do what it took to do whatever the team needed to do compared to this season, even Schroeder right off the bat coming in saying, you know, if he wants to be a starter, there's no other chance he could be. Obviously, Montrez Harrell came in with a certain expectation coming off the sixth man of the year and then Marcus Paul uh, making an issue out of when he was benched. Uh, and how much of an effect do you think that made overall throughout the season and come to the playoffs now? That's, a, that's an interesting call, Paul. Thank you for calling in. Um, let's pause the windows down. Let's it's cruising on the freeway on this, uh, in this uh, as we get to June here. The weather's nice. He's he's enjoying the summer night. Okay, so last year's team versus this year's team. You know, Paul, I'll tell you this: this conversation is going to get. There's going to be a lot more of this conversation um, if the Lakers are eliminated. So if tomorrow's the final game of the season, you're going to start hearing a lot more of that chatter. So I almost want to wait on that because. The idea and the concept was when the Lakers made the moves that they made, Rondo went and chased some money. He went and got $15 million from Atlanta and then ended up, you know, I don't know strategically, I don't know how that worked out, but ends up with the Clippers, and, and we know his, obviously his value to the Clippers. Dwight Howard, I don't have to talk about his value. Every Laker fan wished that Dwight Howard was still on this team. Um, Danny Green's a, a champion. He's been there, he's done it. Even though there were a lot of times we were frustrated about Danny Green uh, last year, maybe not consistent from a shooting perspective. JaVale McGee throwing the mix as well. Okay, compare those players to who the Lakers have now. Lakers have more talent, in my opinion, today. But that doesn't always mean it's going to work. Um, the conversation that's being had right now is about Dennis Schroeder. And, uh, let me use Montrez Harrell as a perfect example. Why bring Montrez Harrell in? Why waste that money on Montrez if the dude can't get off the bench in the playoffs? Why? Could have got somebody else. I think every Laker fan thought, okay, this is a good move. Wow, I didn't even know Montrez was in the mix here. Uh, but the Lakers are not using him. Um, but I, I genuinely feel that that's a conversation that we're going to have, probably more of a legit conversation to have later on if the Lakers get eliminated. By the way, do we have Laker fans out there? Uh, this is what I want to I, I want to take some calls on. Are, are, there, are there Laker fans still extremely confident Lakers are going to win tomorrow and they're going to win Game 7. I'm actually curious on that because that's not much of a conversation that we've had so much. I have not taken many calls from post-game show to this morning show to now tonight's Lakers talk show where Laker fans are still feeling incredibly confident that that Lakers can get it done, that LeBron will step up, some of these other players. Let's take some of those call, uh, phone calls when we come back. 877-710-ESPN. Uh, more of your phone calls. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Lakers taking on the Phoenix Suns tomorrow. Late tip-off, 7.30 tip-off. Can I just say this? And I know Laker fans only have so much control on this one for tomorrow, but we need Staples to be rocking. 
what is it, probably going to be another 7,500 fans. They had 16,000 fans in Phoenix. And, you know, everybody watching the game, I'm obviously listening to the broadcast and watching. Uh, you felt it. I mean, you felt like that was, for the first time in so long, you feel that's a real home court advantage. So I know it's not uh, 16,000 fans, but Lakers desperately need Staples Center to be rocking tomorrow and, you know, try to help obviously galvanize a team that um, is on the brink of elimination. And that's not me being, uh, that's not me be- making up some drama here. They're a game away. Lakers lose one more, the season's over. Um, so earlier today, we got to hear from Anthony Davis. And I'm going to take some of your phone calls here in just a second 877 ESPN. So AD, uh, to start off the interview, was asked uh, the question about um, obviously how he's feeling. This is with Mike Trudell. Take a listen. AD kind of gets into the details of how he's feeling for tomorrow's game. How are you feeling? Uh, getting better each day. Um, getting treatment. You know, doing exercises to strengthen and get the growing straight. That's about it. Yeah, how is how is it? What's it been like for you, uh, mentally, physically? You know, watching the team struggle. Uh, you had been such a key difference, of course, uh, as you always are in two and three. What what has that been like? And is there a confidence level that you have any indication as to if you're going to be able to go tomorrow? Um, it's tough, you know, uh, especially last night. You know, watching the game and um, you know, not being able to help the team on the floor. Uh, it's the toughest part, <clears throat> knowing that I could, I couldn't contribute. Um, you know, my body just wouldn't allow me to. Um, like I said, as far as tomorrow, um, you know, I obviously want to. Uh, I'm still waiting to get medically cleared. Um, you know, with the groin. Like I said, I'm doing everything. You know, treatment around the clock, and um, you know, it's just with me all the time. You know, with the treatment and the, the exercises and the rehab stuff to. Um, you know, see if you know everything's is green for me to to go on the court tomorrow. So AD uh, kept emphasizing that he's going to do everything he can, get all the treatment he can, and then it's up to the medical team to give him the green light or no in uh, in Game Six. Um, man, the, I, I spent a lot of time on this this morning, so I, I don't think I need to get too much into it. But I cannot tell you how much I was bothered over the last twenty four hours that. And I felt like people were taking such cheap shots at Anthony Davis. I think it's one thing to say that the dude is injury prone, that um, he gets injuries. But I felt like people were questioning whether he wants to play. Or does he want it bad enough? You know, this player wouldn't have done this. I have such a difficult time trying to assess somebody else's injury, uh, how their injury feels, like how much the pain is. We don't have that answer. By the way, just think about this. If you have a strained groin, which which came from, he said uh, earlier in the interview that because he had the knee injury, that actually that actually led to the strained groin. Um, but can you imagine having that type of an injury, trying to sprint back and forth up the floor, trying to go lateral side to side? I had a I had a difficult time listening to. I know Charles Barkley got a lot of love for saying street clothes and this and that, and people were cracking jokes left and right. If Anthony Davis could go, AD would go. And this is also not some scrub that just walked onto the Lakers. Uh, he's got a championship under his belt. Eight months ago, he helped the Lakers win a championship, of course, with LeBron James, but it was both of those guys, and it was uh, AD on both sides of the floor. So I think AD got a lot of dis- – I'm okay with the, hey, let me go at Anthony Davis because he didn't have a good game. I'm okay with Anthony Davis, you're not doing it. Why are you shooting so many threes? AD, you're not getting to the free throw line. All those are fair assessments, but to question somebody's whether somebody is injured or question whether he's got heart, 
who the hell are we to 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 make that question? Um, if Anthony Davis could play, Anthony Davis would be there. He's got no reason, obviously, not to. All right, couple more, a uh, couple phone calls here. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Ryan in Corona. Ryan, thank you for calling in, bud. What's going on, Ryan? What's going on, man? So yeah, like I was saying, uh, LeBron when he got hurt, I mean that that was more when he said he was going to be a hundred percent. It was more of a he was going to be a hundred percent again this season. It was going to take all the way until next season. If we see an explosive LeBron, it's going to be next season, not this season. AD shouldn't even play game four. We knew we were going to see a whole bunch of mid jumpers and three pointers. It just it, I just don't think he should even play game four. We should. Ryan, appreciate you calling. We're losing you, bud. Um, uh, do me a favor, uh, Laker fans. Maybe the windows are up and it's just me, but uh, put the windows up. If you guys don't mind, uh, let's get those windows up so we can have, we can have a normal conversation. Um, uh, you know, you said the LeBron injury part. Um, there were I, I heard this a lot yesterday coming into yesterday's Game 5. I think people were trying to think that LeBron James – would go back to being that player that he was in 2007 against the Pistons or that game six, LeBron versus the Celtics in 2012 when he was with the Miami Heat. Um, it is not that LeBron. It's just not. I, I think I think the expectations need to be reset on LeBron. And, and by the way, uh, it, it's a different LeBron for a number of reasons. He's 36 years old. He's played 265 playoff games, which is over three additional seasons. Most importantly, He's coming off an injury, and Anthony Davis is not there. So I, I think there's, as much as we try to put everything on somebody's back, um, you gotta have your you gotta have your sidekick. You just have to. Uh, imagine Shaq trying to win games without Kobe. Imagine Magic trying to win games without Kareem. Imagine Jordan trying to win uh, big games against, um, you know, without Scotty. You gotta have your sidekick. So. As much as we want to put LeBron, oh my gosh, he's going to come through. This is what he's going to do. I don't know how realistic it is. Lakers got to be healthy. I'd, um, I threw out the question, what Laker fans have some confidence about tomorrow's game or at least forcing a game seven? Let me take a couple of those calls. Uh, Tim in Fullerton. Tim, what's going on? You're on Lakers Talk. Hey, how's it going, man? Thanks for the call. You got it, man. Taking the call. Uh, I got a lot of confidence in the Lakers tomorrow night. If you watch LeBron James throughout his career, the man's plays chess, not checkers. You see the game going out of hand. There's been many playoff games that have been competitive seven-game series, and we witnessed teams get blown out. Even teams who win championships have gotten blown out a couple of games in a series before. And I think what you saw the other night is once things started getting out of hand, you're looking at Phoenix hitting everything. LeBron went into that chess mode. Now he's distributing the ball. He was just trying to distribute, get guys open looks, to try to build confidence in the shooters. So you can best believe he got a game to really rest that ankle. He wasn't really trying to force the issue. The way Phoenix is defending him, they're playing a zone against him, so he can't really get in that paint. Watch tomorrow night. You're going to see LeBron on fire with a lot of mid-game, ridge-range jumpers. If AD does not play, watch LeBron start off in the block or maybe high post at the free throw line, and he'll be looking to be aggressive because they have a really basically two games rest. Guys always shoot better when they're at home, particularly a team who doesn't have great shooters. So the Lakers will be comfortable at home. I bet you they'll come out tonight, start off the game like gang fire, with with or without AD, but I believe AD may give you some minutes on that floor, and you're going to see a total 
totally energized team fighting for their playoff life, and LeBron would definitely be more aggressive. I look for him to do his customary 38-8. and eight. As long as those guys are hitting shots, Schroeder's going to make a comeback because all he's heard the last two days was how horrible he's been. The guy was averaging 20 points a game the last two games. And people forget. Tim, I, did, say I, AD is, Tim, I, did, I didn't want to – I didn't want to uh, – I mean, you were on uh, – no, no, you're good. You were on such a roll. That's such a fantastic call, and I, I appreciate you calling in. I'm going to take a couple more calls, but I, I hope you're right. Uh, you know, you, you kind of got me a little bit fired up here. Um, I, th- I think there's a couple valid points there that, yes, when you're playing at home, things can change. And I think yesterday was probably strategically when the Lakers were down by – you know, down so big, there probably was the – yeah, let's pull the plug real quick. Let's just – we're not winning this game. Let's just start focusing on – LeBron, I got some calls yesterday in the postgame. People tell me, you know, why was he walking away with still five minutes left on the clock? Well, the answer was he was getting treatment, that he is starting to think of, okay, well, this game's over. Let's just now focus on game six. I hope Tim is right. Um, Jude in Birmingham, Alabama. Jude, thank you for calling all the way out in Alabama. Hey, I think the Lakers are for sure going to win these next two games. I think it starts with they're just better than the Suns, even though they haven't showed it. But I think this was, you know, first of all, this is their low point. I mean, they can only go up from here. And like Tim said, I think their shooting is going to fall. But even if it doesn't, uh, I think Vogel has really learned from his mistakes last game. I don't know why he started that lineup. Well, I know why, but they played zero minutes together, and I just don't think it was a good idea. And I think he realized that, too, by making the adjustment at halftime. So I really think Vogel is going to come out differently and they're just going to have a better game plan, and I think they're going to take these next two games. Jude, appreciate you calling in. All right, we'll uh, take more of your phone calls here in uh, just a second, 877-710-ESPN. Uh, Jalen Rose on LeBron yesterday not doing his part. Take a listen to this. I was on here yesterday, and I told you the Suns would win, but I also told you LeBron would be aggressive. The Suns won. LeBron wasn't aggressive. He was passing the basketball. He wasn't getting back on defense. There were multiple times... It was a four-on-three break, and he was the old guy in the backcourt. It was a five-on-four break, and he didn't cross half court. He looked a little fatigued. The team looked a little overwhelmed. And how about Devin Booker scores 18 points in the first quarter. The entire Los Angeles Lakers team scores 10 points in the second quarter. Dennis Schroeder and KCP had as many points as you and I combined. That's just unacceptable. Yeah, that's not good. That, uh, by the way, Dennis Schroeder's got a lot of. Tim had a point there because there's been so much chatter, chatter about Dennis Schroeder. He probably comes out and has a much better game tomorrow. We'll see. Um, I, I only make assumptions to a certain perspective because at the end of the day, either these guys are going to deliver tomorrow or they're not going to. And if they don't, you know, unfortunately, there is no margin for error tomorrow. The season will be over. Okay, a couple more phone calls here, and then we got our top NBA stories I want to do at 8 o'clock. Let's go to Scott, who's uh, driving on the freeway. What's going What's going on, Scott? Thank you for calling in. Mr. Sliwa, young man, you say we're being derisive and we're being uh, taking cheap shots at AD, but the example is the highest bar set, standing at the free throw line with a torn Achilles. Lakers fans have a standard. And Mr. Glass from the movie Unbreakable is not meeting that standard. Scott, I, let, let me say this, and thank you for calling in. And you could, you know, you could give that example, and there's no conversation to have about the way Kobe played every single game. There's no conversation the way you know some of these other Ironman. How many games in a row did AC Green play? I mean, 
Uh, I'm not telling you that there aren't players that on a night-in, night-out basis, no matter what it is, uh, they're out there on the court. But, Scott, I do not know what the pain level is of Anthony Davis, so I, I, I'm not going to be one to sit back and say, well, he should be playing. How, how am I supposed to know that he should be playing? He's got to get cleared by the Lakers doctors. They haven't cleared him. He would even mention today that it's going to come down to basically their decision. Um, that's not something that you and I can just assume. Kobe's a freak of nature. You know, Kobe was one of those where I, I've actually said this before that one of my favorite moments in Kobe's career was that that moment that you were describing because I think that kind of capsulated his just the way he approached the game. Um, another favorite moment of mine of Kobe was when he had the four air balls against the Utah Jazz. I've said that before as well because Kobe showed at a very young age, I'm cool to fail. And that's usually the the biggest challenge for anybody, whether in life or in sports, whatever the case is, your fear of failing. Kobe didn't have that fear. I I, I get that you want to make that comparison. Um, I I guess I'm just not one to want to make that comparison. And I, when I say the disrespect that I what what I'm really referring to is a disrespect of, you know, specifically TNT. I thought they were just going at you know, obviously going at uh, uh, Anthony Davis and. None of those guys are doctors or trainers to tell Anthony Davis if he should be playing or he shouldn't. Um, Nikhil in Monrovia. Nikhil, thank you for calling in. What's going on, Nikhil? Hey, Alan. Huge fan of the show. Um, listen, last night was atrocious, but I actually really think we're going to win the next two games. I have no reason to doubt Anthony Davis or LeBron, and I agree that the slander against AD is unjustified, uh, mainly because like, I have no reason to doubt that he doesn't have the heart of the champion. And uh, if there's anything to be worried about, I just think that we gave a strong psychological edge to Phoenix and maybe the rest of the teams in the Western Conference. But, uh, no, I'm still optimistic. I think we're going to win tomorrow and go back to Phoenix. Appreciate you calling in, bud. All right, um, I'm going to do uh, top NBA stories coming up next. So if I didn't get your call, just uh, stick around. I'll make sure to get you uh, probably around 8.30 or so because we got Brad Turner coming up um, at uh, 8.15. 877-710 ESPN is the phone number. Uh, we got some... NBA games I want to get into. I want to kind of react a little bit to what happened yesterday. Some news came out with the Boston Celtics today. So top NBA stories coming up next. Appreciate you guys tuning in. One hour in the books, uh, one hour to go. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.